You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. So what a way to end, eh? Nash has transgressed so many times now. Chris Hipkins had no other choice, having put him on a so-called last warning and looking weak doing it anyway. Last night, the email revelations were the end. Uh, political commentator Peter Dunn is with us on this. Peter, morning to you. Good morning, Mike. He had no other option, did he? He did. He did. He had no other option. In fact, he must look rather ruefully back at the fact that he didn't act some weeks ago when this first arose, because by delaying it then, all he did was just delay the inevitable. More material was going to become available and lead to consequences like yesterday. We will talk about Nash in a moment. Are you disappointed in Hipkins? He's being exposed more and more, I feel. He doesn't seem on top of what he's doing. No, I, I think that he's let himself down very badly on this one. Uh, he, he, he looked clear and decisive in his early days as Prime Minister. I think as the job has got to him a little bit, he's sort of become a bit more worn down. And I think the way he's handled the Nash affair shows all of the, you know, there's the good and the bad. On the one hand, the loyalty to a colleague. On the, on the other hand, the sort of the blindness to the reality. And I think that's what's trapped him here. As far as transgressions go for Nash, is leaking cabinet details as bad as it gets? It's, it's pretty bad, but I think I don't really think there's any suggestion that he was leaking for any particular advantage. It was no. just that he liked a big note. And I think that's the, that's the saddest bit about it. He's destroyed his career because he liked to brag in Skype uh, rather than because of anything that he's done that's sort of um, you know, wrong, illegal or immoral, if you like. Interesting that Hipkins says he doesn't need to investigate further. Should he? I mean, what else is out there that we don't know about? Well, that's, that's the big question. Uh, the, you know, this has been the question right from the beginning. What next? Uh, Hipkins is obviously hoping that with, um, with, with Nash having been dismissed, that the issue will go away. But I suspect there, there are going to be more revelations, particularly if there are more people who've, who've received information or feel aggrieved by things the government or Nash has done, they'll want to sort of have their say as well. So I don't think this is going to be the end of it by any means. But where it goes from here, uh, I think we'll just have to wait and see. Can we assume there will be no by-election? I think that's a pretty safe bet. We're two weeks away or just about from that six-month period. It would be pointless to have a by-election and then a few months later an election. What I think is more likely is that Nash will take a little bit of time to consider his future. Given Hipkins' comments last night that there's no way back, and I suspect we'll probably see Nash announce in, in good time that he's not standing again at the election. And so Woods picks up the portfolios again, and um, Fightery, ironically, uh, they're out of talent, aren't they? Now, this is the problem I think he's got. He, he, he always had a thin talent base. It's been exposed quite cruelly in recent weeks, and I think this just simply makes it worse. So Hipkins will want to move on very, very quickly. He needs to drag something else completely unrelated out of the fire. Having said that, He's actually quite um, deftly now got himself off the hook on the Marama Davidson issue because I think there's a case that he could be pursued there for you know, questioning her future as well. But he's now, by getting rid of Nash, he's sort of deflected a bit of criticism away from that. Did you see her in the house yesterday? I've only seen the video of it, uh. and I thought I thought that that and her, uh, her behaviour really right the way through has been a little bizarre on this whole thing. Am I right, the discourse and the professionalism or lack of it in the current political environment is not what it once was and we long for better days. Is that fair? I think that's a fair comment. Of course, you and I will be, will be painted a particular way for having said that. But there seems to be a situation emerging over the last few years where rules don't matter, where standard practices don't count for anything anymore, and where people just, you know, it's a bit like that old Australian movie, it's the vibe that counts, it's not the reality. <laughs> Um, and I think, we're, I think we're paying the penalty. We've got a lot of enthusiastic and keen people saying and doing what they think without any regard for accepted practice or standards. 
and we're seeing the consequences. Very well said, Peter Dunn. Appreciate your time as always. The Castle is the movie he refers to, of course. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.